Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into how to survive in the new year after your breakup. Now, did you know that the first working Monday in January is dubbed as Divorce Day? Yeah. The festive season is supposed to be such an exciting and happy time, traditionally obviously spent with family and friends, and it's when we get to spend a lot of quality time with our loved ones. So without the daily routine of work and the school runs, nothing interrupts your quality time together. It's supposed to be a time where you can relax together, share long meals over Christmas, celebrate with those that you care about the most and spoil each other with thoughtful gifts. So I guess the question is, why is it then for so many couples that it also toasts the end of their relationship? Well, the sad fact is that when we do spend quality time with our partners, any cracks that are there already are going to show up. So if you've got a great relationship and things are going really well, then obviously spending quality time together will enhance that and can make your relationship a lot stronger as you have fun together. However, if there are already cracks in the foundations, if there are long-running resentments, arguments that have been festering for a while, frustrations and annoyances that have been building up, then actually spending quality time together without those interruptions and with the stress of the festive season that comes with finances and having to spend time with other family members, maybe having different opinions about who's doing what jobs around the house at Christmas, what the kids are going to be doing over Christmas, who's entertaining them, who's cooking, who's doing the chores. You know, all that can put a lot of pressure on a relationship anyway. Even great relationships can struggle a little bit. Throw in in-laws and alcohol and, you know, that quality time together. That's why if there are issues in the relationship that haven't been resolved quite often, this can be make or break time. So in this episode, I'm going to be packing it full of my top tips, support and advice for you if you are going through a breakup in the new year. Yeah, in some ways, it's tough to kick off a new year on your own, but in other ways, it's a great time to have a fresh start. And I have lots of tips that I'm going to share with you today that will really help you to power through this breakup and get your life back on track as soon as you can. It is important to spend time with good people. You know, we are all influenced by the quality of the people we spend time with. We all have those people that when we spend time with them, they boost our mood, they make us laugh, they make us giggle, even maybe when we don't feel like laughing and giggling. But then on the other hand, 
that there will be people in our lives that make us feel a little bit worse. Now, it may not be their intention, but sometimes there are people that kind of suck your energy out when you're with them. And you might feel a bit lower, maybe a bit more drained, that they definitely don't add any sparkle back into your life. Now, whilst these people might be very loving towards you and have your best interests at heart, it's important to make sure that you spend time with people who do make you feel good right now. Because if you're feeling low anyway about your breakup, that can sometimes make things a little bit worse. So if you do have to spend time with these people, then just limit it or being consciously aware that those people have that maybe little negative effect on you, then that will help you get through as well because you won't take it on board. You know, if we are more conscious about the people we spend time with and how they make us feel, then that can really help you because either you can kind of zip up your Teflon suit that we've talked about in other episodes where you sort of put a protective layer around you knowing that sometimes this person may have a slightly negative effect on your mood. If you go into it knowing that, then you can protect yourself a little bit. Whereas if you go in without considering it and you come out, it may just push you down when really what you need is to be around people that can make you laugh or just make you feel good about yourself safe and reassured that they're going to be there for you and that you can get through this. So really monitoring the quality of the people you're spending time with is important. Another area to consider is that what you eat during a time like this is really going to impact your mood. Now, a healthy body means a healthy mind. Now, I know from personal experience that sometimes when you're going through a really bad time, all you want to do is get into bed, pull the duvet over your head and maybe eat chocolate or crisps or something that isn't good for you. Now, of course, I'm not saying to ban that completely because we all have things that we need to do just to make ourselves feel a little bit better at times. But what I am saying is that if you're doing this consciously and aware that actually your body needs some healthy food right now, it needs fuel to help you get through this. And if you feed your body with healthy foods, it really is going to help your state of mind because too much sugar is going to make you crash. It's going to make you feel worse. And also you're going to feel guilty about eating it. And then that, again, that's a, a negative cycle you can get into. So taking a bit of control to know that you're going to have a balanced diet and to make sure that if you're struggling with that, then maybe there's a friend or a family member that can help you maybe bring some meals around for you or or maybe cook you something that is healthy and nutritious, you will notice the difference. If you can get your energy to a point where you can get out of the house and have a little bit more energy, it will help you make better decisions and stay more in control of your emotions, which is really what we want for you right now. Again, be kind to yourself. I know it's hard and you might be beating yourself up for things that you've done or things that you've said or asking yourself those hamster wheel questions that we've talked about in other episodes where they take you round and round in circles like, what's wrong with me? And why don't they love me anymore? Now, this is really interesting because those questions will keep you stuck And it really doesn't help to beat yourself up about this. It's not a permanent state of mind. You're not in this forever. This is a phase of heartbreak that you're going through right now, and it will pass. So be kind to yourself and give yourself some space and time just to get through this grieving process. 
Now, letting go of your ex can be one of the most challenging things to do because if you're anything like me, when you've gone through a tough breakup, you wake up in the morning and then that wave hits you of all those negative emotions as you remember that they're not there with you anymore, that you've got to get through this day without them and the next day and the next day. And that can trigger, obviously, those negative feelings to come rushing back. So what we have to do is train our brains to think about it a little bit differently because our brains are wired to remember all the good things, to reminisce about all the magical moments, the romantic moments, those intimate moments, those really moments in your life that you think, gosh, I'm missing out on those now. They're never going to happen again. Now, if you're in that mindset, obviously you're going to feel huge amounts of pain and huge amounts of loss. So what you need to do is try to shift your focus onto the things that weren't great about the relationship. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean those things that used to annoy you a little bit, maybe frustrate you. Maybe there were more serious things that really grated on you that you sort of parked right now because you're going through the hurt and grieving the loss of your partner. But if you are honest with yourself and you take off those rose-tinted glasses, you start to remember the things that weren't quite right, that didn't make you feel good, maybe that hurt your feelings. And the trick to this and to help you power through letting go of your ex is when you get that wave of negative emotions, just to take a, a breath and stop for a second and then start to think about the things that weren't good, the things that made you unhappy in the relationship. Now, for those of you whose relationship maybe was good and you didn't see it coming, this can be tricky and you may have to dig deep. But with hindsight, there are always some warning signs or some things that made you feel uncomfortable. So allow yourself to go there. And it's a great idea to write a list of these things because it just makes it more concrete in your mind and makes it easier to shift your focus just to go back to that list and reread it every time you get stuck in not being able to let go of your ex. Another challenge when you're going through a breakup is that you feel like you haven't got much going on in your life. So what we need to do is get you a plan. You need to plan your weeks ahead to keep you busy. So a great tip and one that I absolutely love is when you start saying yes to invitations. So yes, I'm going to turn up even when you don't feel like it, even when you just decided you're going to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix. If someone says, do you want to come out for a walk or shall we meet up? Shall we do a FaceTime? You say yes. Just start saying yes to things will make a huge impact on your life. I've got a client at the moment who really didn't go out for months. She spent a lot of time in the house, just in her tracksuit and in her comfy clothes, going through that grieving process. She found that she put a lot of weight on. She wasn't eating healthily. And when she came to me, she said that she hadn't really seen any of her friends or done anything for such a long time. So this is one of the tactics that we used. She said that she was going to start saying yes to things. Now, at first, she was a little bit nervous because she has got some sort of crazy friends who would ask her to go and do things, which really were never things that she would have enjoyed doing. One of her friends had a boat and used to go out wakeboarding. And he always used to say, come with me, come with me. She'd always say, oh, no, it's not my thing. But because we'd had this conversation, she decided, yes, I'm going to say yes. So she went along. She was nervous. But the first time she went out, she spent some time on the boat. She didn't get in the water. 
But the second time she thought, actually, I'm going to give this a go. And now she's loving it. She's not great at it. (laughs) She finds it a bit hard and cold at times, but she is enjoying that. And she's made some friends through doing that, some new people that she would never have met. And from that, they go out a bit more often. So she's got someone to go to the pub with in the evening. She's got someone to speak to. She's actually developing a new circle of friends, which was an unforeseen benefit of just saying yes to this one activity that she was really dreading doing. So it just shows if you do step up and start saying yes to things, then you never know what opportunities you're going to get from that. It's time now to do things you love. Okay, I know during relationships, we get stuck into doing things for other people. We compromise a lot. And that's great for a healthy relationship. It's normal. Yeah, you kind of have to compromise if you're going to make your relationship work. Now, the challenge with compromise, especially over a long period of time, is that you can forget what you really like because you've compromised and sort of diluted your passions, your hobbies, what you prefer to sort of work with somebody else. Now, the trick here is to really get back in touch with the things that you do love that make you laugh, that light you up, that you really enjoy. So adding some fun back into your life has got to be on your list for the new year, guys. It's got to be. What makes you laugh? What makes you belly laugh? You know, that kind of laugh out loud to you cry with joy kind of tears. You know, swap those sad tears for some of those fun tears. You know, that uncontrollable laughter where you just think, wow, I'm having the best time. What is it for you? You know, what is it for you that makes you happy? Now, for those of you that are feeling really sad right now, it is going to be hard to think of things that really make you happy. It is going to be a challenge. And I'm asking you, I know, to dig deep and step outside of your comfort zone to think about things. Now, you might be saying, oh, sorry, I I just can't think of anything that's going to make me happy when I feel like this. And I get that. And that is why we stay stuck in that sad cycle. That's why it's so easy to stay stuck for years after a breakup, because we don't push ourselves out of that comfort zone. We don't try. We don't dig deep enough. So what I'm asking you to do, what I'm suggesting you try, even just for the next few minutes, is just to think about something that you would really, really like to do, something you would really, really enjoy doing. I would suggest you do something that maybe takes you so far out of your comfort zone, you can't stay sad. I've got a male client who came to me about six months ago, and he was very uptight, Um, very sad, very controlled personality. Like he never really showed his emotions and he kept everything locked away. And that was his survival strategy. That's how he got through some really tough times in his life. And it had worked for him. But what it had meant was that his relationship hadn't worked out because he hadn't expressed emotion. And that was something that was important for his wife. So his coping strategy, not surprisingly, was still to keep everything inside. So he thought about something that he could do that might actually enable him to let go just a little bit for a short period of time. And that was to go trampolining. Now, his daughter was really into trampolining. He used to go and stand and watch her trampoline, but he would never go. It didn't even enter his head to get on the trampoline with her. But this time it was something that came up in conversation. And I suggested maybe he jumped on with her and he said his daughter would love it but she would be so surprised. And actually that might be a nice reason to do it too. 
So the next time he took her, he actually got himself a ticket and he jumped on with her, much to his daughter's huge delight. And one of the things he said to me when I saw him again was it was impossible to hold on to negative emotions whilst your whole body was (laughs) jiggling and juggling around. He said it was so funny and he had a great time. And actually he let go of a lot of stuff just from not being able to really focus on being sad and just letting everything go. He was trying his best just to stay upright. So his focus was on that and he had a great time. So that's something he would never have thought of doing. It definitely pushed him out of his comfort zone, but he learned something from it and he enjoyed it and he had a laugh with his daughter too, which was an added bonus. So what could you do that really adds a little bit of fun back into your life? Because now's the time to make those changes. It's time to make even small changes. It could be small things like moving the furniture around in your home. If you're still living in the marital home, it's a great tip because having everything the way it was keeps the energy in the home exactly the same as it was. And what we want is to zhuzh things up, as my amazing friend Sue always says to me. We've got to zhuzh this up. Changing things around in the home gives a little bit of a shift to the flow of the house. And it also makes you feel differently. It's amazing how it works, but just try it. Trust me, try it. Even if you're changing the forks with the spoons or the plates with the bowls or getting rid of some old photos and putting in some new photos of fun times that you're having now or just people that you really care about, you know, that you want to have there that are going to make you smile. Now, I have this all over my house. I have lots and lots and lots of photographs of me and my son, of me and my favorite people in the world, some of my friends, some of them from uh, fun holidays or fun days out or evenings in or people that I love, have the pleasure to work with. We have great times. We go out for a dinner or a drink afterwards. And those photos may not be the best photos of me. It may not be even the best photos of them, but it was magic moments, fun times. And if you put them around your house, it really does give you a little boost when you see them and you remember those times. So even if these are pictures from years ago, go back and find some pictures, pop them up and just start reconnecting with the happy times in your life, because we're going to be creating a lot more of those for you. And I want you to have some inspiration of the people that you've had fun with, the things that you've done that have made you feel good because we're kicking off this new year to help you feel good, get back on track, get your energy back up and realize that there is a life without your ex and that it can be just as good, if not even better. It's going to be different, but different can be great. Different can be fantastic. And that's what I want you to dive into and really fully embrace because once you start to get excited about revamping your life, redesigning it just the way you want it for this year, then that's when you start to get that energy and that momentum to move forward. Think about where you want to be this time next year, because that will really help you get moving. What do you want to be doing more of? Who do you want to be seeing more of? Who do you want to become? Are there areas in your life where maybe you've let your standards slip or you're not very proud of yourself? in those areas that maybe you want to focus on. Sometimes if you've been in a relationship that's really drained you, maybe you haven't been your best self for a while. And maybe being kinder or being more open or having some more fun would really change not just your life, but other people that are close to you as well. 
So have a think about where you want to be in a year's time and then what the sort of steps you need to take right now to make that a reality are. You know, creating a bucket list. I know I've mentioned this in another episode. It's so much fun. Your breakup bucket list is a list of everything that you could do now that you could never have done in your relationship. So these could be small things like wearing leather trousers and maybe painting your nails pink, (laughs) or it could be going to places you've never been before. It could be hanging out with friends or going to see someone you haven't seen for a very long time. Maybe your ex didn't like them very much. Maybe it could just be eating different foods. What is it for you that you really want to change in your life, small or big? I have a client who always wanted to climb Everest. His wife, quite understandably, maybe thought it was incredibly dangerous. And when they had young kids, she was very resistant to him doing that. So he never did it. However, he since has joined a climbing club since his breakup. And again, he's got a whole new circle of friends that opened up like my wakeboarding client, a whole new circle of friends that he could go out and socialize with. And he's planning climbing Everest. That's something now that they're working towards. And he really is excited about it. So what is it for you? Whether it is a small shift or a huge thing like climbing Everest, start dreaming big. Start reclaiming your life. Because ultimately, as we've talked about before, it's you that's responsible for your life. And it's you that's holding you back. If you are not powering forward this year, if you are not making changes that get you excited. If you're not planning things that light you up, that get your heart racing, then that's going to hold you back. So what we need to do is make sure that you are in the driving seat of your own life. You know, there's a really good phrase in a movie that I love called The Holiday. Don't know if you've seen it, where Kate Winslet goes out for dinner with a big uh, film producer. He's a very old man in the film and he's not working anymore. He's retired, but he's in the past, he was a great film producer and director. And this film producer over lunch says to her, but why are you playing the best friend? Why are you not being the leading lady in your own life? And she looks up and she said, I've been in therapy for years and that's the best advice I've ever had. You're supposed to be the leading lady in your own life, for Christ's sake. And I just think that's a great line because so often we get sucked into being someone else's partner, being a mum, being this, being that, being a dad. You know, whatever your role is in life, we forget that actually this is our life. You only get one shot. It's a lot shorter sometimes than we even think it's going to be. And time goes so fast, doesn't it? So ultimately, we've got to enjoy every second. And we need to be the leading lady or leading man in our own life. So this is a great time to step up, start designing your life the way you want it. There's a whole new year ahead. And this is a great time to start planning. So having written your bucket list and changing your focus to what you can do that is good right now, even if times are really tough, maybe you're still going through that divorce process. Maybe the legal side is dragging on. Maybe the finance side is dragging on. Maybe you've gone through it and you found yourself in a really tough position now. And, you know, it is a bit of a slog ahead to get through it. Well, this then is a great time to say, right, I am where I am. I can't change it. 
fighting it just makes it painful and more difficult emotionally as well for me. So this is the chance to say, what can I do right now to make this better? What can I put in place for this year? That's really going to turn my life around and make it better. Give me things to aim for. Give me things to get excited about. Give me a reason to get out of bed in the morning with a smile rather than the other choice that you have, which is to focus on your breakup and feel bad. Really, we have choices in our lives of how we feel. And that's what I talk about with our controlling the remote control to our brain is that we have a choice. It's not always easy. I know that it can be a real struggle sometimes to decide you're going to choose to feel good today, no matter what. But if you go with that intention and you do your best and you're kind to yourself and you keep focused on the fact that you can redesign your life just the way you want it, I promise you, you can get your life back on track and you can start to get that momentum. Small steps at this stage will give you momentum and that starts to snowball so that your life starts to shift its focus, become more empowering, become more exciting. And as that happens, you attract more fun people into your life, more caring people into your life. You start to see more opportunities out there that you're excited by. And that's how you get your life back together. Stand back up as the leading lady or the leading man in your own life and start to feel happy again. So it's time to grab back control of your life and get ready for the new year and the new you. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.